What do you mean my bags aren't here? I leaned over the counter at the O'Hare airport, fresh out of patience and smiles. The TSA employee's fingers clickety-clacked on his keyboard, his generous brows knit together like an escaped woolly worm. I'm sorry, Miss Parker, something apparently went very wrong, and your luggage seems to be on a flight to Reykjavik. This is unacceptable. Who goes to Iceland? Apparently your bags do. Look, ma'am, I'm just the gate agent. You'll have to talk to the folks in baggage. I already did that. I wanted to slap my hand on the counter and yell until Mr. Browse made this all okay, and I knew it wasn't his job. But I just couldn't handle one more catastrophe. My bottom lip quivered, and I heard the pitiful words tumble from my lips. My whole life is in those bags. Surely not everything, said a voice behind me. That voice, one I hadn't heard in years, except in my dreams of home and heartache. I turned around, pushing my tired, limp hair from my flushed cheek. Suddenly, all the exhaustion of a ten-hour flight evaporated. The weeks without sleep, the homesickness, all that I'd left behind in London. Charlie Benson. His name came out of my mouth like a sacred whisper as he stood there smiling. I immediately burst into tears. Hey. Strong arms wrapped around me and I was taken right back. My head pressed to Charlie's chest. I inhaled his achingly familiar scent. And I was no longer this broken, exhausted 23-year-old who'd just spent a year studying abroad. The pieces of my heart, the only luggage that followed. I was 16, back in my hometown of in-between, dancing with one sweet Charlie Benson on my back porch underneath the Texas stars. How are you here? I dashed at the tears and took a much-needed step back. I let my eyes roam over the boy before me. Could I even call him a boy? He stood tall and broad-shouldered, as if now carrying not just muscle, but some of the world's responsibilities. With his dark dress pants, white button-down, and navy tie, Charlie looked all man, and a professional one at that. Are you headed home? Yes, got out of a meeting only minutes ago. Charlie now lived and worked in the Windy City. So my big brother and your best friend getting married. Crazy, huh? Crazy that Francis and Joey got together, or that they're pulling this quickie wedding business? His smile told me he didn't share in my concern over Francis Vega and Joey Benson going from first date to wedding date in less than 90 days. I mean, three months. I held up an appropriate number of fingers as a stunning visual aid. Who does that? What's their rush? Francis swore to me she wasn't pregnant, brainwashed, or trying to avoid testifying on Joey's behalf. But this was not like my neurotic, nerdy, logic-ruled best friend. I guess they just know it's right, Charlie said as we both began to walk toward our gate. I've never seen my brother so happy. It's called lust. Is it? Charlie laughed. That's just sad, Katie. When did you get so cynical? He didn't bother to let me answer. So, trouble with your last flight? It's been the longest day. A flight cancellation, a lot of waiting and stress eating... Then the new plane got delayed, and for my finale, a little scrap with customs. It's so good to be finally headed home.
to my mom and dad, my crazy grandmother, to people who loved me. My gosh, I'd missed them. How was living in London? Don't think about it. Don't think about it. Very nice. My mom keeps me updated on in-between. She said you were in some great plays on the West End. At my nod, he smiled. She says you're kind of a big deal. Glad someone thought so. Just lucked into some good roles, I guess. Flight 247 for Houston will now begin boarding our first-class passengers. Rain pelted the wall of windows at the gate, and I wondered if the crew had noticed. Are you on this flight? Charlie asked. Yes, you? Yep, I'm going home until the wedding. A little working vacation. He reached out, ran his hand down my arm, his head tilted just so. Are you sure you're okay? Okay.